0: Bible Fellowship Bible Instruction Time. We now turn you over to our speaker for the day. Our speaker for the day is Jamel Gill. Uh, Jamel and Jamie a camp couple. You're a camp yeah. couple, right? yeah. And uh, I was talking with someone about that just recently. Um, she was up in Tampa. Even though her parents are Miami people, she was in the Tampa area. They served on staff together met married came boulevard for all of your married life or do most of it all of four, married sorry. life yeah have four lovely children we actually get all four on staff this summer we're looking forward to that they may be two i don't know <laughs> uh, mel serves as an overseer there at the meeting in the boulevard bible chapel we're happy i think the mic's on so anyways we we'll are turn the rest of the meeting over to our brother Jamel gill uh, <laughs> Go back to Philippians chapter 2, and let's finish that chapter this morning before we begin. Let's pick up at verse 12, Philippians chapter 2, verse 12, it says, Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you both to will... And to do his good pleasure. Do all things without complaining and disputing, that you may become blameless and harmless children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom you shine as lights in the world. Hold fast to the word of life, so that I may rejoice in the day of Christ that I have not run in vain or labored in vain. Yes. And if I'm being poured out as a drink offering on the sacrifice and service of your faith, I am glad and rejoice with you all. For the same reason, you also be glad and rejoice with me. But I trust in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you shortly, that I also may be encouraged when I know your state. For I have no one like-minded who will sincerely care for your state. For all seek their own, not the things which are of Jesus Christ. But you know his proven character, that as a son with his father, he served with me in the gospel. Therefore, I hope to send him at once, as soon as I see how it goes with me. But I trust in the Lord, that I myself shall also come shortly. Yet I consider it necessary to send to you Epaphroditus, my brother, fellow worker, fellow soldier, but your messenger and the one who ministered to my needs. Since he was longing for you all and was distressed because you had heard that he was sick, for indeed he was sick almost unto death. But God had mercy on him, and not only on him, but on me also, lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow. Therefore I sent him the more eagerly, that when you see him again, you may rejoice, and I may be less sorrowful. Receive him, therefore, in the Lord with all gladness. Hold such men in esteem, but because for the work of Christ he came close to death, not regarding his life, to supply what was lacking in your service towards me. May the Lord bless the reading of his word this morning. One of the things that's extremely helpful in life is to see principle, duty, uh, responsibility illustrated. Uh, It's it's true in all facets of life. I I work for T-Mobile. It's a cellular company. I'm the guy that works on the equipment that's on the tower. It's a technical job. And and, and as all technology comes and goes, technology is always changing. We, have, we had 4G just a few years ago, now we're working on 5G, and it's a new piece of equipment. It's, it's got newfangled you know, stuff on it, and, and I have to be able to work on it. I have to be able to, to plug into it and diagnose it. I have to be able to, to, to do these things. And so the, the, they'll send us to these courses, to these classes, to learn about this piece of equipment. And, and, and because this happened during COVID, we sat there for, for five days listening to a guy in Italy tell us about this piece of equipment. And it was just a bunch of massive information. The reality is that it was just an overload of information, and I could never really apply it until we got the equipment. And somebody sat down. Well, well, listen. This is the equipment, and, and this is how you plug into it. This is how you get your laptop to communicate to the equipment. This is how you check the software. This is how you upgrade the software. This is how you diagnose. And so he began to illustrate all the information that we had been taught. And and, and so I I, I say all that to say that is true in the Christian life. We we read the word of God and we we, we read these principles. We read these commands. We read these things that we are supposed to do and follow. But it's helpful to see them illustrated. And you see where I'm going here in in this great chapter of this great epistle. We have this. Commands these principles, and we read we read some of it already this morning, right? Uh, um, and beginning in verse um, verse two, it says, "Fulfill my joy, of being like-minded, having the same love, being one accord of one mind, doing nothing through selfish ambition, because but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself." And, and so these are the principles set forth here. This is what Paul desires of the Philippian church, of the Philippian believers, that they would be of, fulfilled the joy of being one mind. In other words, having the same direction, having the same love, the same heart, being of one accord, having the same attitude. And so we, we, we read these things, and intellectually, we, we can understand them. They're not very difficult things. I'm not going to be sharing with you something that's, that's incredibly complex. It's actually relatively simple. But the question is, yes, we understand and we intake the information, but how do we live these things out? How, how do we apply these things? What does it look like? Well, the Holy Spirit masterfully gives us in this chapter's examples. First of all, it gives us the perfect example, and we have this beautiful section of Jesus Christ starting at verse 5 all the way to verse 11. When, when he says, hey, listen, I want you to be of one mind, of one purpose, of one attitude, well, the Holy Spirit says that, that mind should be the mind of Jesus Christ. And we have this beautiful section of Jesus Christ. And, and you, you, it's a very familiar passage. You've probably heard it before. You've probably heard preaching on it before of the condescension of Jesus Christ, how, how he left the glories of heaven, it says that, that, that he, being in the form of God, did not consider robbery to be equal with God. That In other words, he, he didn't consider what he had, who he had in heaven, something he could not let go for you and for me. But he's willing to set it aside, to veil it, to come upon this earth in the likeness of sinful men, and so forth. And so we have that perfect example. And so if I said to you, Listen, I want you to be of one mind. And and I want you to have this mind of humility, this mind of service, this mind of sacrifice, and I give you Jesus Christ, and you say, well, he's a bit out of my league, isn't he? He's out of your league. He was perfect. He he didn't have sin in him like I do. he's, He's the ultimate goal. He's a wonderful, wonderful example. But again, I would say... That's a bit unattainable for me. So if I, I want to illustrate these principles to you, I, I, I want to bring it down a notch for you a little bit. At least it's helpful to me to bring it down to where it, it's almost at my level. And, and so the Holy Spirit, graciously gives us more. He gives us more information. He gives us more examples. One of them being Paul, by the way. Paul, who would say, I, 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 I'm being poured out as a drink offering on the sacrifice for your service, for, your, for the service of your faith. Again, Another illustration of one who is humbly serving with one accord, serving the living God. And again, you may say to me, well, come on, Jamal, that's the Apostle Paul. I mean, he was, he was sent by Christ himself. Who am I? And I would agree with you. Again, the Apostle Paul, the one who gave us so much of our New Testament, the, 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 the man who I, I would consider probably one of the greatest believers of all time. Who, 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 who in service to the church has done more than most. And so, okay, well, well that, that example is a bit lofty too. That's okay. He gives us another one. And so the next two are the ones I, I ultimately want to spend our time together. Meditate upon him, talking about. It. Ha, ha, ha. First, it, it's Timothy, if you don't know. Timothy from verse nine, uh, 19 to 24. And the second one is Epaphroditus. Verse 25 through the end of the chapter. And so I want to med- meditate upon these two brothers, these two examples of the principles which are given to us in this chapter of this letter. And so these two brothers are going to illustrate to us the principles. They're going to give us the example. They're going to give us the pattern which you and I can and should follow. Now, hopefully that makes sense to you this morning. And that, that that's our goal this morning now the two examples are two main points and, and, and I illustrate them where I'll, I'll call them this for the sake of memory we have Timothy we have the single minded servant Timothy the single minded servant and then we have Epaphroditus we have the sacrificial servant and those are the two main points that I want to I want to spend some time with you guys the two main points I want to I want to kind of uh, concentrate on this morning, on Timothy, the single-minded servant, and Epaphroditus, the sacrificial servant. Now, let's begin with Timothy this morning. Um, we know quite a, quite a bit about Timothy. Um, th- there's, there's quite a bit of record in the New Testament concerning Timothy. Uh, Timothy came from uh, the region of, of Lystra and Derby, which is near Galatia. And uh, if you recall your, 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 your Acts there, uh, Paul, in his first missionary journey, went through Lystra and Derbe. Now, we don't know exactly when he got saved. We imagine it could have been during the first missionary journey or sometime between the first missionary journey and his second missionary journey. In Acts chapter 16, we have the record in that, in that Paul, as he was going through his second missionary journey, came across Timothy. And the testimony of this young man was such that he says, you have to come with me. And this young man followed him. This young man followed him into, into uh, Macedonia and so forth. And so Timothy being a disciple of Paul, here we have this little testimony or this little, uh, 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 um, little paragraph about him by Paul. And so I, I, he illustrates to us the fact that he's a single-minded servant by what Paul says to us here about him. Now, look, he says, uh, I, I trust to send to you, Timothy, that there's some, there's some narrative things, there's some historical things in this, which are important to understand. Number one, I, I want you to understand that, that Paul, at this time, he's, he's in a house prison in Rome. He, he, he had enough freedom to, to, to have people come and go, but he was in prison in a house in Rome. And so here he is, and he's got some legal issues that he needs to take care of. He's supposed to go before Caesar. He's supposed to plead his case. And so he's writing to the the Philippians and he says, listen, I want to send Timothy to you. But later on, he says, I I will send him as soon as I see how it goes with me. But I want to send him to you. Now, listen, he says to him, I'm going to send him to you because I want to be encouraged by you. You know, as we go through this, by the way, one of the examples is Paul. Paul Paul is through all this. The, the, The selflessness, the humility of Paul is all seen through this. And I just want to point this out real quick here. But, but here's Paul in prison. You know, his future is unknown. Potentially could go into this trial, could lose his life. And what is Paul's heart? What is Paul's desire? What is his concern, according to that verse? Well, I, I, I want to send Timothy to you that, that I may be encouraged by your state. By your state. You know, we, we, we read those verses in, at the beginning of the chapter. You know, do, do nothing out of selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each, each esteem others better than himself. Here's the Apostle Paul, the Apostle to the Gentiles, a very important individual. He's not worried about himself. Who's he worried about? Oh, he's worried about the state of the believers at Philippi. You know, I, I, our brother had, had us sing that song, Follow Me. That, that is so true. It, 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 it is so simple in the flesh to sit around and say, look around and say, why am I doing all the work? What, 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 why isn't he doing it? Why isn't she doing it? Are, are you concerned with others or are you concerned with yourself in that moment? Well, it's, it's very easy to be concerned about yourself. It's very easy to be concerned about what about me? But to generally live that out to, 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 without any, any selfish ambition, to, to, to not look out for oneself, but to look out for the interests of others in, in sincerity, not, not in action towards the eyes of others, because we can do that, can't we? We can look busy and we can look, oh, look, 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 look I'm serving the Lord, guys. I'm serving the Lord. No, 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 but in all sincerity, not looking out for my own interests, but looking out for the interests of others. And here's Paul in an uncomfortable situation in all genuineness and sincerity of heart, not concerned about himself, but concerned about the state of the Philippian church. What an example. What an example. And so he desires to send Timothy, and he desires, it's a beautiful pastoral thing also too, that that, that sometimes, or at least I should say sometimes, myself, I'm a bit of a cynical person, and I say, well, I wonder how they're doing. They're probably doing horrible. They're probably falling apart. I should probably call them. I think the worst of people. Here's Paul sitting in prison. Say, hey, I want to send, I, I want to be encouraged by you. I want to hear the good things that the Lord is doing in your lives. I want to hear how, how you're enduring, how you're persevering in the faith so I can be encouraged. Wonderful, wonderful pastoral heart of Paul. And so here in verse 20, this is where it really begins to talk about Timothy, and this is where I want to emphasize this, single-mindedness. He says, for I have no one like-minded. Now, I, 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 want, I want you to just think about that. I have no one like-minded. Here's Timothy. By the way, Timothy was a young man. He was not, he was not a, a seasoned saint. He was a, a young man following the Apostle Paul. And the Apostle Paul had a lot of other men with him, by the way. If we, in fact, if we turn to chapter 1 of Philippians, we read about, about those who were emboldened in the gospel because of his state in prison. There was also those who would preach the gospel out of selfish ambition to cause him harm. So there was believers. There was a church in Rome. There were believers around him. And Paul would look around, all those around him, and he would say, there is no one like-minded. Like Timothy and again, I would point you back to the beginning of the chapter, the, the, the exhortation, the principle set forth to be of one mind, of one purpose. What was the purpose of Paul here in, in writing towards the Philippians was the, the care for them, the desire for them, that Christ would be furthered in them that's the desire, and so when Paul looks around to the right to the left, those who would come visit those who would leave. There was no one. So the, the question has to go forth. If we were around Paul, can he testify that of you? And and, and, I, and I say that a challenge to myself as well, because the, the reality of the answer for me is no. I I, I, I don't have the, the like mindedness of Paul. Where, where, where regardless of my circumstances, I, I, I seek the well-beings of others. It's very easy for me to, 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 to put my head down and look withinward and, and begin to see the plight of my situation. But yet, here's Timothy. One like-minded. You know, I, I began to meditate upon this idea, like-minded. What, what is it to be like-minded like Paul? What, what, is, what does that mean, to be like-minded like Paul? And you sit there and you say, well, look at Paul. Paul, When he got saved there on the Damascus Road, Paul began to desire to serve the Lord wherever he went. And he had some opposition here, some opposition. And the Lord began to open doors for him. But Paul was willing to go where nobody wanted to go. Paul was willing to go at a drop of a hat. Paul was sitting in Antioch, in that base church where he was at, he was used there. He was blessed there. He was teaching. And, and there, was, there was the Holy Spirit was moving. And the Holy Spirit says, Hey, set apart Paul and, and Barnabas. Did they say, Well, hold on. I, I, I got to figure out my employment. I, I got to figure out what I'm going to do here. What did, what, what did Paul do? Paul and Barnabas got up and they went. And, and now, I, I say all this, but, but man, consider the faith of the brother. He didn't live in modern times where where there's there's train and airplane schedules, there's there's hotels, there's there's cars and highways. The brothers went as the Holy Spirit led, not knowing what was at the end of the road. And and some of the trials and tribulations they faced were, 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 were severe, yet they went. And Paul would say, I look around and there's no one like-minded. Is that true of Timothy, of what we know of Timothy? A a young man who who got saved and and was raised by by his mother and grandmother. A young man who was half Greek, half Jew. So he had had experience of both worlds. And when Paul comes, he says, come, and he follows. Now, Now, you would say, you look at a young man like that and say, wait, hold on. There's so much potential in the young man. What, what, what about his career? What about his schooling? What, what about his future? And Timothy? I, I, I would ask any of you, I I have not found, has anybody found in the New Testament anything about Timothy saying, I, I desire this? I desire that? We don't read of, of, of Timothy, of Timothy's plans, we don't read of his aspirations, we don't read of his desires. To, to, to become or do something, all we read of Timothy is that he followed. Timothy said, uh, Paul said to Timothy, hey, listen, I want you to come, and he came. And, and, and he would tell Timothy, hey, let Timothy, I'm going to go, but I want you to stay and help. And Timothy stayed. Paul, Paul would be over here, hey, Timothy, I need you. Can you come here? And, and Timothy would go. A, a young man completely given to the work of the Lord. No 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 self ambition no no real desire for his own desires, but the work of christ no one like minded i I, I got to move a lot quicker I'm sorry, I apologize about it. who sincerely will care for your state again we, we, we touch us to to sincerely care for your state i We have a lot of young people here for, coming from camp and, and listen, one of the things that that campers will, will, will tell right off the bat is sincerity. If you care for them, they can tell. If you're just doing it for the sake of doing it, they can tell too. We can tell them to what blue in the face that Jesus loves them and, the, and that he died for them and that he saves them. But, 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 but when you look at a child and you impress upon them the reality of eternity, the reality of sin and the payment of sin, with all sincerity, that, that does have an impact. When, when you look at a child who's, who's having troubles at home and they share that, and you can respond in sincerity, that has a huge impact. But here's, here's Timothy, who can care for you with all sincerity. In all sincerity for your state. Now, verse 21 is really what I wanted to hit home because it, I want to say verse 21 has, has, is, is like, a, it's like a dart in the heart. Here's what Paul says. For all seek their own. For all seek their own. And not the things, not the things which are of Jesus Christ. Again, I would, I would highlight to the fact to you that, that here's Paul in Rome. There's believers around him. And as he looks around and he assesses each one. And look at the, the verbiage, is very specific. All seek their own own. Not Timothy, but everybody else seeks their own. And I say, begin to to meditate upon that phrase. All seek their own, not the things which are of Jesus Christ. Now, I'll be honest, you start looking and say, well, well, Paul Paul was in prison, in house prison there in Rome. Who was around that we would know? Well, Demas was there. Um, Luke was there. And, and, And so many others, Titus potentially, and so many others were there. Great men of faith. But when Paul looks around, he says, they all, they all seek their own. Now, you have to pause and think, well, there's other believers. You're telling me that none of them, none of them, yeah, Paul says none of them. They all have their own thing. And and, and immediately I, I, you have to look inward. Can, can my life be depicted in such a way where, where they would say there was one purpose in his life, there was one goal in his life, and it was Christ and Christ only? That that's not true of my life, man. I'm telling you that's like a dagger in the heart. I mean, we 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 read the the. the verse 5 to 11. We read what what Christ did for you, what Christ did for me. Is he not worth all that we have? Is he not worth the the very being that we are? Romans chapter 12 says, that you may present your body a holy and living sacrifice. That's all of it. Yet, Yet we in ourselves live life for ourselves. Now, I don't want to be overcritical, but ultimately, what are these things? And I have to ask myself, what are these things in my life? What is it that I pursue in my life that are not of Christ? Is it a career? Is it financial stability? Is it a hobby? Now, these things aren't necessarily bad things, brothers and sisters. They're not. Young people, as you you guys go into college and you begin to seek a career, all those things are good. I'm not saying, hey, forsake all these things. I'm, I'm saying, listen, let the purpose of your life be Jesus Christ. All these things come way last. All these things really, in the light of eternity, do not matter. And I say that to myself as well. Do not get get enthralled in the things of this world. Let Christ have His preeminence in all these things. Do we seek our own things or do we seek the things of Jesus Christ? I mean, in my life I could say, yeah, there's times in my life that, that, that I seek Jesus Christ and Him only, and there are times that I don't. And Lord, forgive me for those things. Let me not be one who seeks His own. Let me be like Timothy, who sincerely cares for the state of others and does not seek his own. As I mentioned, we don't read of any aspiration of this young man. We don't read of any, any real plans, his own way, his own plan. But he sought Jesus Christ and him only. Verse 22, we read that he has a proven character, a proven character that as a son with his father, he served with me in the gospel. Now, Timothy was with Paul when he first entered Philippi. There at the beginning, there after Paul had this vision of this Macedonian man saying to come over here, and they crossed the sea over, and they first landed in, in Philippi, Timothy was with them. And so the Philippian church were familiar with Paul. They were also familiar with Timothy, and they could see the young man. They can see his work. He, it's, it says it's a proven, he's, he has proven character. Now, that word is interesting because it's, it's, it's a word that's also used for the overseer, for the elders, the quality, a proven character. There, there has to be evidence and action behind all that. And here's this young man. When, when, when Paul says that he will sincerely care for your state, Paul says, would say, hey, you guys know that, don't you? And the Philippians have to say, yeah, we do. We, we, we know his heart. We know his heart of servitude. We know his heart of humility. Proving character. How he served as a son with his father, served with me in the gospel. In the gospel. I, 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 I always want to bring it back to that single-mindedness, brothers and sisters. There's a lot we can do in life. There's a lot we can aspire to. There's a lot of great things you could do with what God has blessed you with. But it all comes down to, what are you doing with Jesus Christ? What are you doing for His kingdom? I, you, you, think of, you think of men who are, who are single-minded. I, you, you think of a guy like, like Billy Graham, uh, 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 who, who, who has impacted the world. What was his purpose? What was his single-mindedness? It was Jesus Christ and the gospel, wasn't it? I I remember listening to an interview a couple years back of his daughter, and they were talking to her concerning the Billy Graham Museum, and I don't know how many of you have ever been there. I I haven't had a chance, but from what I hear, it's a a wonderful museum. And uh, when when the museum was finished and and they wanted to take Billy Graham, and he was in a wheelchair at the time, they kind of wanted to take him through the whole thing, And uh, they took him through the whole thing, and um, he was very gracious to to those for the hard work, and it was very well done and so forth. And and he got back, and his daughter says, when they got in the car, he turns to her father and says, Daddy, tell me what, what, what you really think of it. And this is what he said. He said, there was too much of Billy and not enough of Jesus. Not enough of Jesus, he said. That's a single minded servant of God. Single minded servant of God. Less of me, more of him. And that, 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 that is Timothy. That, 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 that is what the example we see here. And, and, and Billy Graham is just one that we, we have many examples of uh, in, in church history of men who, and women who have lived their lives with a single focus. And I implore the young and the old, it's never too late. Let us live life. With a single focus. With a single focus. Let's move on to Epaphroditus. i got five minutes and I, 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 will, I promise I will let you go. So we have Timothy, the single-minded servant, and then Epaphroditus, which I, I, I believe is also just as beautiful, if not, if not more beautiful than Timothy. You have this sacrificial servant. And the reason I, I, I want to highlight Epaphroditus is this. We talked about Jesus Christ. The example that he said, he, he is the perfect example. We talked about Paul, Paul being, being the apostle to the Gentiles. He, he, his, he's way above our heads. We talked about Timothy. You may even make, argue with me. Well, Timothy was, was a disciple of Paul. I'm not, I don't have that privilege. Timothy was a gifted young man. I'm not a gifted young man. Well, that's true. But you know who Paphroditus is? He's no one. Do you know what we know about Paphroditus in the New Testament? Just this. Just these, these few meager verses. We, we, this is what we know about Epaphroditus. Uh, Epaphroditus, his name means favored of, Epaph- uh, of, the, of the goddess uh, Aphrodites. That's his name. So you go, well, he didn't grow up in a Christian home then, right? No, he didn't. Um, he was sent by the Philippian church to minister and to help Paul while he was in prison. We have no record that he was an elder. We have no record that he was a deacon. We, don't, we have no record that he was, he was a, a teacher. He just simply served. I, I don't know about you, but if this is not the everyday man, I don't know who is. And here's Epaphroditus leaving his home. Maybe a, maybe a wife. Maybe a couple children. Leaving Philippi to go to Rome to serve Paul, while he's in prison. Now, I, we read these things and we go, oh, well, that's a great, wonderful thing he's doing, yeah. Do you think there was a hazard involved? Do you think there was, there was danger involved in all this? That There was, put, as Paul would say, put his life on the line for Christ? Absolutely. And so here's Epaphroditus do, sacrificing his own personal comfort, his own potential family, to, to go, to travel, to, to, to be in Rome, and to, to go in and out of this home with Roman soldiers to, to help Paul. And, and, and what I want to highlight of Paul, is, uh, of Epaphroditus, is Paul's testimony of this man, who for all intents and purposes is a nobody. For all intents and purposes, he's you, he's me, he's, he's, just, he's just a guy who comes to meet him. This is what Paul says. of him. Now, it's an amazing thing to me that this man would be described this way by the Apostle Paul. This is what Paul says. Three, three titles he gives to him are personal and three of them are regarding his work towards um, the Philippian church. First, he says, my brother. He calls him my brother. Now, I simply want to highlight the fact that Epaphroditus didn't just show up to to, to Rome and say, hey, Paul, here's a a fellowship check from the Philippine church. Have a nice one. and walks away. That that, that wouldn't denote a fellow fellow brother, would it? Some of you I met for the first time and we shook hands and we're brothers in the Lord, but I I may walk away from you and I may never see you again. And if I see you 10 years from now, I want to know who you are. But here Paul says he's my fellow brother. So so Epaphroditus came and not only gave funds but, but he was willing to stay to labor with him to serve him. Maybe Paul needed needed food and he would bring him food. Maybe Paul needed this and that and he would bring it to him. If Paul says, I need you, I need to talk to so and so, can you go get so-and-so? He would do it. And he became a brother in the work of Jesus Christ. Secondly, fellow worker. Fellow worker. Now, it's humbling to think that the Apostle Paul, the Apostle to the Gentiles, sitting in Rome, the work that he's doing, and this guy, Epaphroditus, who's not a great man in the eyes of the world, he's my co-worker. He's my co-worker, he says. Not, 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 my, not my subservient. He doesn't work for me. As some of, some people would consider, I, I I work for T-Mobile. I have many bosses, and, and they all say, "Well, yeah, he's he's my technician." No, no, Paul says, "He's my coworker. He co-labors with me. It, it, it's 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 similar effort." He then calls him, "Fellow soldier, fellow soldier." It's a beautiful thought when you consider the, the, the phrasing of the fellow soldier in the Greek. That, that word "soldier" is this idea of 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 a A low-ranking soldier being honored for great work. Like getting a medal for for a great act of of service. And and so you have this idea of of common warfare. Common warfare. As, As Paul was in jail, in trial and tribulation, here was Epaphroditus alongside. Suffering when he suffered. Persecuted when he was persecuted. Fellow soldier. And then, and then again, he says, now to the Philippians, he's your messenger. He's your messenger and the one who ministers to my need. The one whom you sent. By the way, your messenger is the same word as apostle. He's your apostle. Now, I don't want to cause fu- confusion there, right? Uh, what is an apostle? Apostle was a messenger, sent one, but Paul is... an apostle sent by Jesus Christ. He, Epaphroditus, is an apostle sent by the Philippian church. So big A, little A, just to clarify things. Now, what happened to Epaphroditus? In in very, very quick fashion, Epaphroditus came near death. He tells us he came near death. And, And Epaphroditus was distressed now, why was he distressed, I want to highlight. Why was Epaphroditus distressed? Was he distressed because he came near death? Is that what the, what, the, what the verses say? No. Now, if I came near death, I would be distressed. You know why? Because I came near death. We don't read that of Epaphroditus. He was, he was distressed because the Philippine church heard that he came close to death. And so his distress was not for himself. His distress was for others. And so Paul looks at his, at his friend, his brother, his fellow worker, and sees the distress. And so Paul sees the distress of Epaphroditus, and now Paul begins to distress. And so he, he, they, they consult with each other and say, Listen, it's probably best for everybody. Because the Philippians are distressed because they heard about Epaphroditus. Epaphroditus is distressed because they heard, they, you heard the Philippians heard. And now Paul's distressed because of everybody's distressed. And so, what's the solution? Paul says, I'm not going to think about myself because I would love to keep Epaphroditus. I want you to see that. He, he, it's his fellow worker, f- fellow brother, fellow soldier. I, I need Epaphroditus. But you know what? I'm going to set myself aside, Paul says, and I'm going to see it. It's needful that I send him to you. So that your distress, the Philippian church, would be quenched. And that Epaphroditus' distress would stop. And so, so Epaphroditus is not thinking of himself, but thinking of the Philippians. The Philippians aren't thinking of themselves, but they're thinking of Epaphroditus. Paul is not thinking of Paul, but he's thinking of Epaphroditus. No one is thinking about themselves, but they're all thinking about others. Do you see that? That's a beautiful thing. Beautiful picture. Beautifully illustrated for us. Lord, Lord help us to, to, to have that heart, to have that one-mindedness, to, to genuinely consider and think of others before ourselves. Now, I, I, I can't leave you without really talking about this phrase of he was sick unto death. The word sick in the, in the Hebrew, by the way, and the Hebrew, I'm sorry, the, the Greek, uh, could be translated weak. And, and I, I believe it to be a better translation. And the reason I say that is what sickness can you get from doing the work of Christ? I mean, yes, you could say, well, he, he, he could have gotten COVID. That's true. But he's in Rome. He's, he's going in and out of this house prison where soldiers are going in and out of. He's, he's helping Paul, a man who's, who's hated. There's enemies of Paul there. He's going, could it be possible that he was potentially injured? Potentially assaulted for the work of Christ? And he became weak? For the work of Christ, unto death potentially, yeah, I would say so. And so here's this man who would willingly gamble with his life for the sake of Christ to serve Paul. I, 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 I a nobody, I, 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 a, a, a guy with a Greek name that nobody really knows, and and Paul says, "Hey, listen." You, you receive Him with gladness. You receive and hold such men in esteem. Why? Why should we hold? Well, because for the work of Christ, He came close to death. Now listen, I'm going to leave you with this one story and I'll close because I'm way over my time. This morning I, was, I happened to jump on Facebook and, and Jabe, on his fireside, Friday Fireside Stories told this story and it was so apt that I have to share with you. And, he, and he, he was telling the story about um, Stephen Saint. Stephen Saint was the son of Nate Saint, and you may say, "Well, who's Nate Saint?" Nate Saint was one of the five who was martyred on that beach in Ecuador in the jungle. Everybody heals, hears of Jim Elliot. Everything is Nate Saint was one of them. When Nate Saint died there on that on that on that on that riverside in Ecuador, he left behind a a little man named Stephen Stephen Saint. Now, Stephen Saint, years later, decades later, was struggling in his faith. He he didn't understand why the, 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 the waste of his father's life, was it worth it? And he struggled with this idea. And so Stephen Saint had joined UNICEF, an aid organization. And out of all places, he was in Timbuktu. Timbuktu, the farthest place you could think of. And uh, through, through certain events, he was there, and, and he was supposed to get on a plane, and the plane w- w- was taken up by six people, and so he, he, he couldn't get on the plane, and there was no arrangements for him to nowhere to stay, and so he was looking for somewhere to stay for a couple days. And he remembered an old missionary telling him that if you're ever in Timbuktu, that there's a, there's a, there's a little missionary house in Timbuktu, to look up that missionary house. And so here is Stephen Saint in Timbuktu looking for a little missionary house. And so he finds some kids uh, who were looking for a free handout and say, hey, help me find this, this house. And, and so they took him here, they took him there, and they said, ah, there's a little house with a, with, with a cross on it. And uh, so they took him there, and, and, and uh, when he walked up to the house next to the cross, there was a the verse, by his stripes, by his stripes, we are healed. And he knocks on the door, and this, this African man comes out. Couldn't really speak French, and so they, they find a translator. And they, uh, Stephen St. would say that this young man, when he, when he opened the door, this African man, they opened the door, he said, he radiated the love of Christ. When they found a the translator and began to talk, He gave him his testimony. This man would give this testimony how, as a young man, the missionaries who were at the house uh, would give him little tracts and would encourage him to memorize Scripture. And and, and through this, he got saved. And when his parents found out that, that, that he was associating with a Christian, that he had become a Christian, they were so angry that they kicked him out of the house. He said that his own mother tried to poison him and kill him. His mom would invite him over for a meal and poison the food and he would serve it to him. But his younger brother came and began to eat the food and almost died and is was paralyzed. And so Stephen Saint, who was struggling with his faith, looking at this man and saying, your mother tried to kill you. How do you, how do you hold to your faith? How is that good? The African man said, when that happened to me, the missionary gave me a book. It was this book about these five missionaries who went to Ecuador and they gave their lives for Jesus Christ. And he said, if these men are willing to give their lives for Jesus Christ, why wouldn't I? And there is Stephen say questioning his entire life and the, the life of his father as a waste in his mind God has used to reach people in Timbuktu. A life not wasted. A life of sacrifice. Impact still to this world, to this day. Brothers and sisters, I I, I leave you with the the exhortation that is, is burdened upon my heart. Listen, He is worth it. He asks and all he's doing is waiting for us to follow. Be single-minded, follow Jesus Christ and Him only. Live a life consecrated to Him, regardless of where that takes us, even if it comes to martyrdom, for His purpose and His glory. Let's pray. Our Lord and Father, we we thank you for your word. We thank you for the examples that you you give us in your word. We thank you, Lord, that it is an instruction for our daily lives, for our sanctification, Lord. Lord, help us to live these lives out, to to be a single-minded servant, to be a sacrificial servant, Lord, to, 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 to love you as you deserve to be loved, to serve you as you deserve to be served. Lord, help your people. Help us, Lord, in our weakness. Lord, we live, live in a world where there's so much distraction. Lord, help us in this distracted world, to be lights, as, you're, as you're, this chapter will put it, as lights amidst a crooked and perverse generation. Lord, help us in these things. I ask all these things such precious name. Amen. 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 Thank you, brothers.